0: Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Now, here's the hosts of WP Tonic, Jonathan Dinwood
1: and John Locke.
2: Hi there, folks! It's the WP Tonic Roundtable Show. It's episode 209. We've got a fantastic panel um, this week, and we got a great main topic. We're going to be talking about tips and tricks around e-commerce. And I'm going to let my panel introduce themselves first, and I'm going to let Sally do that. Go on, introduce yourself, Sally.
1: Certainly. My name is Sally Gutch. My business is WP Fangirl. I mostly do um, Genesis themes for small businesses and nonprofits, and i'm also the organizer of the east bay wordpress meetup in oakland california
2: and uh, mendel like to introduce yourself well john just
3: appeared uh it was crazy um hey hello 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 i'm mendel uh i (laughs) um i work for godaddy and uh work on the godaddy pro team um and uh it's fun and uh, today I'm drinking GT's Energy Kombucha. So i yeah. for a uh, product placement nobody expected.
1: So, so that's why you're so hyper? Is that it?
3: Yeah, there's literally nothing in here. I haven't even had coffee. Anyway, all right, I'm done introducing myself.
2: Oh, oh that's great. Um, Adam, <laughs> i would you like to introduce yourself? Sure thing. My
0: name is Adam from WPCrafter.com, where I make WordPress tutorial videos. You can find me youtubecom slash WPCrafter.
2: Are you drinking or taking anything that can make you happy? Uh, no, I got
0: this stuff called uh, Mugi Cha. Well, that so, sounds really
2: interesting.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a Japanese thing. Oh, Japanese wife.
2: All right. All right. Uh, um, John, my beloved co host, not to introduce yourself.
4: Definitely. My name is John Locke. Sorry I came in late. I was having a little bit of technical difficulty with the internet this morning. Uh, my business is Lockdown Design, serving up SEO and custom WordPress theme development for mid sized companies. And today I'm drinking, the same as always every day, black coffee.
2: Black coffee. Ooh. How much of that do you mm. have a day?
4: Way too much. <laughs> and
2: uh, you, you probably have more when you're actually dealing with me, aren't you, John? Nah, no. it's all the same.
1: Yeah. No, that,
2: that, that's, right. that's when he needs the tranquilizers. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you, Sally. Thank you. Uh, um, so me, um, I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're a maintenance service, a company. You'd be amazed the questions we're asked by our clientele, but they're always welcome. And um, we've been doing that for the past two, three years. Um, so let's go into our news topics to start off with folks um and first of all we're starting with something from the tavern as i always do um and it's um plugin. author shuts down splog hunting service due to trauma and death threats it's getting that bad in wordpress folks you get death threats no 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 um what did you think of it sally
1: it sounded like it was a pretty gruesome experience for him I and mean, the the and you know i had had heard of this plugin which was particularly recommended for people who um were running multi site networks where basically you'd created your own blog network and pretty much anyone could start a blog to keep things out but the the thing that was traumatic for the developer was that it wasn't just uh you know algorithms that were trying to find um, offensive material he was in in fact going through a uh, a large amount of it himself and and it was you know yeah. offensive beyond uh what he thought was <clears throat> basically uh, humanly possible and it it sounds miserable and uh like you'd have no choice but to to step away from it either from deciding to switch to a you know completely automated version of of some kind so you don't have to to look at it or just from you know i think people sometimes put up with things longer than they should and then it's it's really too late for them to uh, to to do anything in a way that that would let them stay with it because they've they've just gone past uh, their level of of tolerance and unfortunately humanity is often not very nice
2: um, nice good flexible you know flexibility is the key isn't it? For good or bad what did you think of it mendel
3: Um, yeah, it sucks. I, I, am I'm sad every time I see somebody's ingenuity or creativity, um, stamped out by, um, by somebody that's a, it's a bad, bad actor or somebody that, uh, anybody really, um, uh, you know, honest, true, innocent creativity, um, or, or do-gooders, uh, shouldn't, shouldn't experience stuff. Uh, like that, um, yeah. I could go into a long diatribe on on uh, uh, the legal system and everything like that, but uh, I won't. I won't. I'll spare everybody. Uh, I just think I just think it sucks. Uh, creativity uh, and um, ingenuity um, lost on um, on threats, which sucks. So,
2: yeah, I think uh, I think that's a really good and Sally's point was fantastic as well. You know, I think it was a combination of some threats you know actually looking having to look at some of this awful stuff um what did you think adam
0: well i just got educated uh, by Sally on what the heck a splog is in the first place um <laughs> but uh it's just sad stuff you know these things that happen on the internet you know uh and the guy, apparently no one really that was using the service wanted to uh, contribute to him to be able to fund the thing. The guy had been funding this thing out of his own pocket. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you're like, what am I putting myself through this for anyway? Um, you know, you know uh, that's why I think it's good to support developers that are doing things that benefit you, you know, Um uh just just to help keep it going and to keep them motivated but hopefully someone can adopt this project or something he'll let someone take it over maybe like a security or something like that uh mendel uh can uh jump in on this something like this
2: yeah but now i think i think uh, i would be surprised if somebody doesn't take it on um but Yeah, that was another good point, Adam, that nobody contributes. You know, you can't contribute to every plugin you use, but there's a group of plugins that I do use almost on every site. And I do do send some money to the developer, even if it's free, because I've used them on so many sites. And I don't really want them to go away and have the problem of finding a replacement. So it's also self-serving. But... um, I think if you're using a plugin that regularly on multiple sites and you're making money from sites, you do have some obligation to send a little bit of money. What do you think, John?
4: Yeah, I, I definitely um, think that it's sad that Vanguard is shutting down. I have at least a, a couple of clients who have used it successfully, oh, right. yeah, oh, right. successfully I haven't. in the past, so. yeah. Um, but yeah, what he was detailing in, in the article, it was very horrific and there are some dark corners of society. There are some dark portions of the web and, and definitely, um, there's some evil out there in the world for sure. So, uh, you know, hopefully somebody like Sucuri or WordFence or, or somebody else will, uh, adopt this
3: plugin, uh, All right. Be yeah. be clear. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, to cut you off, John. Be Jump clear, in. I think um, so. This this plugin. I uh, just want to make sure I'm talking about the same thing. This plugin uh, called an API, and that API was able to determine whether or not a site was um, sending spam and able to able to block it. Is that is that the idea?
4: Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Yeah, so, so I guess what's, what's interesting in this situation is that, um, is that there are a lot of uh, managed hosts um, in, in the world that are, um, are trying to defend against these particular types of issues. Um, and so it seems like this was kind of a stopgap um, for consistency, that it doesn't matter what host you're on, right, you, you, you install this plug you use the service, and uh, and you get that protection. I, I think it's it's it, it maybe highlights some inconsistency in the marketplace with the strength of different companies and how uh, they they protect against uh, these types of um, these types of issues. So I, I don't know. Just something interesting there. Maybe the plugin doesn't have to exist, but maybe this highlights. Um, something that then uh, companies can go take back and say, "Whoa, maybe we should have been looking at things in 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 a more detailed or different way." So I, I don't know. You oh. highlight.
4: You highlight. I'm sorry to cut you out, Jonathan. You highlight mm-hmm. a really good point, Mendel, where uh, it is a stopgap because there are some hosts that that try to actively prevent spam and, uh, you know, other security threats like this, but not all hosts do that. And, and that is...
3: The, and not the all issue. of them do it the same way, right? Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's great. I think we'll go on to the next story which I got originally um, from WP org. If you're looking, folks, for some good WordPress stories, latest stuff, go to their site. It's one of the resources that I use. And it was WordPress.org needs to make uninstall options compulsory. And that's uh, on Kevin Muldoon's website. Um, there'll be uh, links and some notes on the um, WP Tonic website if you want to read the full article. Um, and it's about, um, you know, something that I I agree with about, you know, if you install a, a plug um, it leaves a load of crap normally with a lot of them. What did you think of that one, uh, Mendel?
3: yeah uh, to to standardize options um, I think I think it's just part of the maturity of the of the ecosystem Um, so right now um, I'm I'm trying to think of an example of this uh, in in recent history but I mean there you know there are design standards there there are coding standards for um, for plugins and Probably is not a bad idea to add in, um, you know, a, a, an option to say, um, or sorry, a, a mandate to say your plugin must um, have the option to uninstall everything, um, or uninstall and leave the data behind. I I think it's totally reasonable. Uh, I, I don't see any. I don't see any collision with any competing priority of the projects. So.
2: Yeah, it's quite surprising. You would have thought um, to get in the depository, that would be a requirement in a way. It's it's quite interesting. What, what's your thoughts about that, John?
4: Well, uh, some plugins, they have like the uninstall options and some don't. Like with some plugins, you can completely remove the plugin, yeah. put it back in again, and then all your settings are still there because they're hiding in the database. Uh, I think for just for purposes of speed, I mean, I I think having an uninstall option would be good, uh, to where you don't have a bunch of uh, uh, orphaned or just uh, dormant uh, things in your database. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a it's it's a good idea.
2: Yeah, because you know, um, it's something you should be aware of, folks. You know, playing on your live site, live site, and keep installing and. Un- uninstalling plugins on a regular it's not a fantastic practice but secondly it does leave a load of crap behind um normally um which in the end can bite you what did you think about this sally
1: well i I think he makes an, an extremely valid point and you know if you've ever uh, found yourself looking through a, a database of a site that's been around for a while and gone through some evolutions, you're going to find, you know, maybe dozens of orphan tables. Uh, and even harder to to clean out are, you know, the orphan options. And if you have too many rows in, in your options table, it really starts to affect your site performance. There was a nice article about this. It might have been on Kinsta. It might have been on... Um, delicious brains i have it bookmarked somewhere but but basically about you know how how much difference it can make to clean out your options table and and that's not like for the faint of heart it it, unless you really know what you're doing you can screw some stuff up by by deleting the wrong options uh so i think it it just makes sense to say you know to have that you know you know remove all options and data blah 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 or you know not and uh, clearly it's not that it's so difficult to do. I think it's just that that hasn't been required uh, by, you know, in order to get in the, the plug-in repo. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure that makes, you know, some extra work for the uh, hapless volunteers uh, managing the, the plug-in repo, but it's probably not that hard to, okay. you know, add that step of, of ticking the boxes.
2: Yeah, great stuff. Sally, what do you think, Adam?
0: Well, I hate the fact that uh, WordPress is becoming like a PC computer. You install that application, then you go to remove that application to find out there's a bunch of crap still there. Uh, It really stinks. Um, Now, I don't know how much of this is um, like the OCD in me, you know what I mean? Obsessive compulsive disorder. I'm not I don't have that but you know that's used as just a normal term not to offend anyone that has OCD for real. Um, but I will say that I don't know how much it might really slow down the database. I know there's plugins that will s- scan your database and it will find tab- orphan tables and all the little orphaned, all the, all these poor little orphans you know. Um, but I know for me, I hate the fact that I have to put so much thought before I install a plugin on my website. because. With a computer, you could just reformat reinstall and you could do all that but you're not doing that with your website especially if it's your livelihood you can't reformat that sucker you know what I mean you're stuck with it the way that it is and you might not want to have to hire a WP tonic Jonathan uh, to fix it when your site is so slow because you you installed some random stuff stuff like this just makes sense I mean it really just makes sense and all those tools are so dangerous to use anyway you could you could delete the wrong table and you're not aware that this table blah 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 okay you get the point makes yeah, sense
2: you, yeah you do you made some good points there and um, you know uh, one thing folks you did, like what Adam said there are some plugins that will help you clean out um, orphan tables please don't use that on your live website um, because it can really go pear shaped quite rapidly and yes
1: the, this is the article it was from Tenup and uh, yeah, um, don't try this at home.
2: Mm. I've had a few people do that, and um, they come running, out, sorting one of those out right at the present moment, actually. Funny enough. Um, so, on to the last story of the day, which oh, is uh, a sad one, really, but um, um, Jess Petterson, founder of Genesis Ver dr me has passed away um i didn't know jess personally i knew of him and i knew of his work in the genesis community um he uh uh, had a long-term illness that he dealt with with great courage and he has a a young family um and a wife um what your thoughts about this sally
1: so um I was very distressed uh, to get this news uh, yesterday morning. Uh, Jesse and I worked together intensely on the Now Secure project last year, four months, and he was terrific to work with. Uh, you know, he's a great front-end developer and um, a just really nice, all-round human being. And I knew he had cystic fibrosis, and. Um, he was waiting for a, a double lung transplant and, uh, <clears throat> you know, it took too long, basically. Uh, and, uh, you know, people are really upset and it's, you know, I think probably by the time this goes live, it's not going to be breaking news to, to anybody, but I wanted yeah. to make sure that we uh, addressed it for a couple of reasons. One is um, there is a donate page if you want to help out his family. Um And uh, the other is that, you know, I was trying to think about, well, what can I do? Because right now I'm not in a good position to make financial contributions. Uh, And I realized that probably the best thing to to do was make sure that I was registered as an organ donor. Uh, And I had done this, you know, on my last driving license renewal. But you can go to... uh, You can... uh, go to uh, organdonor.gov and find out where your state registry is uh, if you would uh, like to do this. And it's, you know, the the problem isn't just that there aren't enough people who volunteer. It's that the circumstances of your your death, if you want to donate your organs, basically you have to be, you know, arrive at the hospital um, pretty much brain dead, but with everything else intact um, because they have to keep you alive artificially until they can perform the surgery and there's tissue matching and there's a lot of complications. So it's really a, it's really a tough row for anybody who needs a, a you know, who needs an organ replacement. Um, and uh, it, you know, it doesn't take very long to, to sign up for this. If, if it's something you want to do uh, and I'll make sure we put the donation link into the, the show notes for anybody sure. who wants to help out. And it's been lovely to see the way the community has come together and responded uh, and, uh, you know, that that as much as we have WP drama, uh, <clears throat> often enough over, you know, stupid things that, that people in the WordPress community do actually care about each other and try to help each other out in, in difficult times.
2: I think you made some great points. And also I'm uh, actually uh, uh, on my driving license. Um, I've part that scheme as well because I've known... A few people that uh, have died waiting for transplants. And I um, I think it's something you should really, unless you've got very strong religious um, issues, I think it's something you should really consider. I don't know if any of the other panel got anything to add to Sally. If not, uh, I think we should go for our break. Has any of the other panel got anything to add to what um, Sally has said? No, right. I think we, um, we're we going to go for a break, folks, and we're going to come back to our main topic, which is going to be about e commerce, tricks, tips, general advice, anything we can throw into the second part of this show. We'll be back in a minute, folks.
0: They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast.
2: We're coming back. Got a, a nice panel here. Um, we had some fun, as we always do. And we're going on to our main topic, which is going to be e-commerce. So I'm going to start with my co-host, John. Um, how are we going to start this conversation? Have you got any kind of um, overall kind of things that you think if somebody's starting an e-commerce site with Woo, um, any tips or insights that you might start us off with, John?
4: So uh, I guess it really depends. I mean, most people start with the e-commerce site. They might uh, just build one uh, using something like WooCommerce uh, because there's so many pieces that you can, uh, you know, uh, build a site with uh, and I think for that you know uh, there's some good resources that you can look at for um, getting some advice uh, our friend Bob WP uh, he has a whole uh, section on his site he has a whole uh, podcast dedicated to e-commerce So check that out uh, also uh, one of our past uh, guests Becca Rice uh, she writes the sell with W. Yeah. p blog
2: um that's a great blog isn't it john that
4: is a really good blog and like i said and she's all you know like i said you could also follow her um her company uh sky verge they create a lot of the extensions for woocommerce oh she really
2: um, heard her crew yeah. really know what they're talking about don't they
4: agree agree uh mailchimp actually has a um a newsletter that's geared specifically to people who have uh, e-commerce stores and I think it's called what's in store so that's definitely something out to you. I mean as far as like marketing tips and just general tips those are good places to go um, I think if you're more toward the programming end of if you're uh, wanting to build some sort of e-commerce uh, plugin or platform uh, there's a couple of people in the WordPress community that you could definitely follow uh, Patrick Rowland. I think he was uh, uh, on WP Tonic Lake. Oh yeah, uh, back yeah. When it was you, you and yeah, Bill? Yeah. He's gone. He's um, gone. He's
2: gone freelance, hasn't he? He was. Um, he was adopted by um, when Wu got bought out, yeah. didn't he? But now he's gone for the past year. He's gone freelance, hasn't
4: he? Yeah, definitely. But he has a site called Patrick's Programming Blog. I think that's a great place to start. He also has a bunch of um, courses up on Lynda. Um, Uh, along with some other people and we'll
2: link that up as well super great guy very knowledgeable highly recommend him folks
4: yep and the other guy i would recommend within the wordpress community uh when it comes to you specifically about e-commerce uh is daniel espinoza he definitely has a a lot of information on his site which is shopplugins.com so we'll link all this up in show notes as well
2: that's great. What about you, Mindel? Got any suggestions on that?
3: Yeah, uh, I didn't. Maybe I missed it, but I uh, I didn't hear you mention Chris. Um, he's he just reviews uh, plugins. So Chris Lama is a great resource. Yeah. Um, uh, when when you're starting out, I told you I was going to bring the controversy today. So um, when when you're starting out uh, building an e-commerce site, my brother. Um, uh, Great example. He has a website called Coin Guitar Picks dot com, right? And he sells sells um, guitar picks made out of coins. And um, and he originally had his his uh, shop on um, I can't I can't remember. Maybe maybe it was GoDaddy's uh, shop, um, uh, like prepared proprietary shop platform, and then and then on WooCommerce, right? The point was, it was easiest for him to get an out-of-the-box experience um, from any number of um, hosted online shops, right? It doesn't have to be GoDaddy, but it, like, any, there, there are a ton of them, right? And so, to, I'm all about testing and prototyping. So, if you have an idea for a shop, um, a lot of people will say, oh, you want to do it on WooCommerce because you want to be able to expand and it's going to cost you less and stuff like that. As it really doesn't matter if you're only selling one thing per month, right? Um, so uh, so my, my piece of advice is start small. Um, if you're technically inclined, then uh, swing, uh, swing your own um, WooCommerce uh, site around and, and play with that for a while. Um, if not, don't, don't feel um, bashful about going to a hosted shopping provider. And then um, once you see their success there, talking to somebody about migrating to um, to something that's easier to manipulate and more customizable like like WooCommerce.
2: Yeah, I, I, I can t- definitely see where you're coming from, Mindle. Um What do you think, Sally?
1: Okay, so I think we have, you know, a couple of different uh, issues here. One is the, you know, do you want to learn about e-commerce because you want to start a store yourself? Do you want to learn about e-commerce because you want to build stores for other people? Yeah. Those are, those are somewhat different issues. Um, and I'd say probably in either case, what you want to start with is learning about legal and, and business requirements for having any kind of a store at all. Because like, Oh, surprise, sales tax, what do I do with this? Oh, you know, there are issues involved in in having a store for for most kinds of things that are going to be your issues, whether you have a physical store or an online store, and, and irrespective of what kind of a uh you know of a service that you might use or even if you're just going to like stick a paypal button on your site because you're you're only selling one thing and so you know you need to find out some things about this you know what what kind of requirements about like you know who are you required to collect taxes from and and uh, you know on what kinds of, of products and, and where do you remit them and when are they do and uh, things like that you know do you have if you have physical products that you need to ship uh, you know how are you going to handle shipping? There's a ton of decisions you have to make uh, before you can start looking for what sort of software solution or, or you know, store service you you want because otherwise you don't know what you need. Um, and uh, uh, you know, do you do you need something that's going to allow you to do you know both digital and physical goods? Are you only selling digital goods? Are you you know that kind of thing? Because you know, if you're only selling digital goods, and particularly if you're you know you want to sell you know themes or, or plugins, for instance, something like you know EDD with a software licensing add-on might be better for you than than WooCommerce. Um, And i think if you're if you're thinking about building these things for people you have to invest um it is inevitable right never nobody ever calls me except when i'm on this call uh and you know, you need to invest time learning about the, a lot of these different sorts of things because, you know, people are going to want you to configure their taxes and their shipping and their all their other things and, and to know something about uh, what's right. I would tend to agree that unless you know that you have a market already investing the combination of money and time that goes into having a you know a self-hosted woocommerce site with a bunch of of extensions might not be a good idea any more than it would necessarily be a good idea to like get a lease on a store and buy a lot of equipment when you don't know if there are enough people to sustain it you know because of the internet it's possible to have really specialized businesses that that wouldn't succeed locally uh, but you still want to uh, you you still need to to think about those kinds of of things. Uh and you know, I happened to learn some stuff about uh, e-commerce, you know, before WordPress was a thing because I had a housemate who sold some products online through, you know, god knows, whatever uh, you know, horrible sort of solution was provided by her <laughs> you know, hosting company at 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 the time. Uh and uh, just so I knew something about, you know, the kinds of taxes and, and how that sort of, of thing worked, but you know, go find those things out uh, for yourself if you're uh, if you're gonna have a store and, and usually you can find out, you know, research, you know, just Google like sales tax, name of your say, state, and you will find out who that stuff has to be remitted to and they'll have information for, for business owners and about things like, you know, do you need to get a seller's permit and, and that sort of thing. Uh,
2: yeah, I think that's great stuff. Um my my um before I go to Adam, um the things I would say folks is that I would imagine that who's gonna be listening to this podcast around this subject are either your developer doing your first WordPress um or your first e-commerce sites, and then that there are maybe people actually thinking of starting their first store. And what I would say to you folks is um, first of all, try and keep it as simple as possible. If this is your, either you're a, a developer, consultant, or you're doing this yourself, try and keep it as simple as possible. Um, it's really um, quite easy to get carried away. Um, the more carried away you get, the more complicated this is going to be. Um, when it comes to actually um, sales tax, um, no this can you can make this a bit complicated, folks, because Nevada. Um, I think there's about four to five states that allow the different counties to add a little bit onto the state sales tax, and Nevada is one of these. And there's quite a few canned systems that can't deal with that. Um, the way that I when I when I was consulting was I advised clients to do a mean average to keep it simple. Um, uh, And also, you've got to be up to date with the national law, which has changed over the past couple of years about the collection of sales tax. But there are resources on there. Um, Also, um, to be truthful, if you're a developer starting on this road, I think you really want to have WooCommerce, but you should also be familiar with a hosted solution because I don't really think um, recommending um, a hosted uh, WooCommerce all the time, you're really doing the best. It's the best option for a lot of clients initially. I agree with Mendel um, that um, a hosted solution um, for a lot of initial clients is a better solution than going to WooCommerce. And the one I used to use was Shopify and I would still highly recommend it. So there's just a few things I plant in your mind. Got any insights, Adam, about this?
0: Well I think uh my overall philosophy with business and that's what e-commerce is is business, is I I subscribe to the whole M V P concept which stands for minimum viable product Um, and that essentially is a methodology where you're like what is the minimal amount of effort or resources I could put into something just to see if it works, and then regroup and make it better. So this allows me, like for instance, my YouTube channel. Uh, I just threw up a couple videos one day. I was thinking MVP put very little effort into it, and then it took off and blew up. And and then I made everything better. Then I didn't put the money and the effort in up front. I put the minimum in, and then. Uh, went forward with it and e-commerce could be a very daunting thing right Uh, it's certainly if you this is the first website or whatever and there's no existing audience or brand or something like that you got to go the MVP route because you could spend like weeks putting together an amazing e-commerce website that no one goes to or ever purchases anything and you're like oh man crap i could have done a lot a lot of better things in my time that's like money, what, right exactly oh yeah and i didn't even talk about money too and so like Mendel was saying and i think you were just saying a second ago jonathan if you test it out with Shopify, you know what I mean? You're not gonna have to spend a lot of effort. Um, it's all hosted and you, you there's a learning curve with that too, right? I'm yeah. not so saying that's as simple
2: as that some people push it, it but compared it, to WooCommerce,
0: yes, but you're eliminating the okay, now I need to learn WordPress and what a page is. You're eliminating I need to find a web host and how to what is a good web host and a web host for e-commerce. So you could start somewhere, you know, just get started. I'll tell you for me, MVP all the way. I used WooCommerce in the beginning. I don't use it right now. Uh, I I threw it in there and I decided that this isn't getting me where I want to go. And I switched gears. But I did that after um, as a minimum viable product type of uh, approach. Um, So get started. I'm all about getting started. Not to like go against what anyone said about like some of the legal ramifications um, and some of the tax ramifications. You can fix all that once you prove your concept. <laughs> you might have to pay some penalties and fines. <laughs> but but you can you – I, I want people to get started. I want people to jump in, feet first, shotgun approach, and uh, get started with things. And you guys already covered all the fantastic resources, but I just want people to get started.
2: Yeah, I see where you're coming from. but I, I think that was music to the Californian tax board. But <laughs> – no doubt no doubt i've gotten into trouble before you know it's
0: nothing that a big fat check to fix it won't fix um but that's only if hold on that's only if your concept worked in the first place so the money should be there right
2: (laughs) i'm just kidding you but they have got a gruesome reputation i mean with a uh, don't go down that road john um um john um what about shipping that's the other area which people don't really probably spend enough time and they should really go for, I think they should go for the most simpleness, which is drop shipping really. What, what's your thoughts about that, John? So,
4: I mean, drop shipping can work in, in certain mm. cases, but a lot of people who are starting e-commerce uh, stores, they might be working out of their house. Yeah. Their uh, spare bedroom might be their warehouse, um, you know, or a business that is, you know, they're selling physical goods. And they might be having to ship um, across country or, or you know, uh, to different states. And so there's a couple things that you would need to know. And one of them is is knowing uh, how to tax your product. And there is an article we'll link up. It's from TaxJar. And it talks about uh, knowing what the nexus of your business is. Basically, anywhere that you have a base of operations, whether it's an office, a warehouse, or, or anything else like that. It can be the nexus of your operations. And the tax rules basically operate like that. Now some There's a handful of states that don't charge sales tax. Some states uh, operate with uh, it's the uh, state that you're shipping from, you're based on your tax rate. Some of it, it's based on where you're shipping to. Uh, in WooCommerce, there's there's settings for um, uh, setting like how you want to uh, assess sales tax. That's the first thing. Now, when it comes to shipping, uh, this is a big logistic thing that you have to figure out. Uh, and and we ourselves uh, kind of learned this uh, from a little e-commerce uh, enterprise that we had going for for a little bit, um, knowing. L- how much it's going to cost to ship stuff is, is very important. And what I would recommend is choosing how you're going to do it. Are you going to ship through UPS? Or are you going to ship through U, uh, the Postal Service? Are you going to ship through DHL or FedEx or somewhere else? Um, and what I would advise people to do is have some sort of shipping calculator uh, on your site. Choose who you're going to use to ship things. Have a shipping calculator. Uh, WooCommerce has lots of extensions for that. Um, one thing that, that can be a real gotcha is if you uh, if you don't have shipping and you just kind of bake it into the cost of your product, sometimes that'll favor you and sometimes it won't. So uh, my advice is if you're shipping to a whole bunch of different places. Uh, use an extension that that works with your provided uh your not your provided but your preferred uh logistics partner so i'm gonna
2: say i'm gonna say something to you john yeah i wouldn't say it's a little bit controversial but when i had people come to me what i suggested was that they work out they really did need one stick with one shipper, right Mm-hmm. like what you said. And then I would say to, you know, find out however it is and find out your mean average and then put another 10 to 20% on it and say you did and put, bun that on everything and said you did free shipping, but nothing is ever free. Yeah,
4: and, and, and I want to address that too because that's a great point. Now that can work beautifully if all your products are a similar size yeah. and weight. Now if you have a bunch of different size products right. and a different a bunch of different weight yeah. products and I have clients that run into this as well. And uh, you know, and, and I've experienced this as well. You can really get got yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so.
2: that's that's the problem, folks. Don't do what I've just said if that's the case, because <laughs> you get your ass. Um, and but And you
0: also have um we didn't talk about Amazon FBA, meaning you can have a website with information about your products. But people can actually make the purchase on... Amazon, and Amazon takes care of all of that for you. And uh, you can get traffic through Amazon um, to your product if you do some things right. I know uh, they do take a hefty cut. They take, I think like uh, it starts at like 35% or something. But as you get volume, you can negotiate that cut down. Um, uh, But you're not shipping, you're not fulfilling, you're not taking orders, you're not doing refunds, you're not doing any of that. You could just sell, market, and promote.
2: Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, and it's. I put put them on, they're the lead drop shipper category. Mm. I think, um, before I ask Mendel some thoughts, the other area that I've heard regularly is a lot of people, and it's linked to websites, even in in 2017, um, people got this thing they get fixated about the technology, they're fixated about actually building. Building, even though it can be painful, especially if you keep moderating the scope creep, and scope creep when it comes to e-commerce is notorious, Um, but they get fixated about building the website. Um, (laughs) It's not your problem. And they've got this thing that Adam touched on that audience is just going to appear that traffic is just going to come to the site because you're there. Um, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, you know, what do you think Mendel, about what I've just said?
3: Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to address that and the drop shipping thing at the same yeah. time. Um, so, uh, so drop shipping is super easy with, uh, two websites in particular. Um, one of them is called ShiftStation.com. It connects you to um, all sorts of different services, um, like Amazon, and and uh, there's just a list of them. Um, so that's that's really useful. The other thing is um, Printful. So if you haven't used Printful, they have an amazing API. It's expensive, um, but but it works. Um, and so. I throw those two out there because you can go to those websites, you can look at them, you can implement it very quickly into your Shopify account, into your WooCommerce account. However, everybody else can do the exact same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> if you say that you're going to sell um, mugs that have a smiley face emoji on them, there are like 16 other people that are selling that same thing on Amazon or on uh, Google shopping or whatever. Um, there are definitely tactics to get your unique product out there. Um, But I think you have to realize that there's a lot of competition, especially in in, uh, the goods marketplace, right? And so so to Jonathan's point, you need to create the audience first, right? Mm -hmm. So create the audience first um, or create the audience side by side while you're selling a few interesting products. Um, and then uh, then you can look at selling can look at selling more, right? Um, or you can look at expanding into the Amazon um, uh, marketplace. I, I, I've been selling T-shirts for a while on a site I won't mention, uh, but um, I've, I've been selling T-shirts. The T-shirts aren't selling that well. So I, I, at first I was like, oh, I'm going to sell these on Amazon too, and I'm going to sell them on eBay, and I'm going to sell them on all- – well, it doesn't matter, right? If if I can't sell them on my website, why are they going to sell somewhere else? So, um, find a product that works, uh, then use one of those those uh, tools to um, make it, uh, you know, distribute. So, sh- sh- um, uh, drop, uh, Ship Station is for um, selling selling products, kind of uh, more distribution stuff, um, and then Printful. Um, is really a great place to prototype stuff. Uh, I know a lot of people in the community that are selling mugs and t-shirts and hats and stuff like that are actually using. Actually, this was printed with Printful. Um, so there, yeah. So it's it's a it's a great service. I have no um, I have no horse in that race. I'm not an affiliate or anything.
2: Yeah, you know, I think another thing, folks, is um, look at a niche. Do some research. Look at competitors. You know, you won't be able to know their financials, but you will be able to um, get information about their traffic numbers to their website. And with a bit of education, there's plenty of resources, it's quite easy to make some estimation about um, how well they're doing by traffic and other metrics. And then really look at your competitor and... um, can you make a can your site be more easier to use? Can you can you produce more content that is useful to your target audience? Because um price competing at price probably won't work when you're a small person because um you haven't got the volume. So you've got to look um but one of the great things about e commerce is you can compete through information. What do you think of that, John? Do you think I'm right about that at all?
4: Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest things that you can do for your e-commerce store um, is to not only compete through information, but to tell a better story. Uh, A lot of reason why people would choose your particular brand over just some generic brand on you know, Walmart.com or Amazon is because they believe in your particular brand. And one way to do that is through telling your story of like why you founded the shop, what you're trying to accomplish with it, who you serve. But also what you want to do is, you know, have some sort of ongoing content because that is going to be a big differentiator between you and everyone else that's in your space that you're competing against so
2: yeah the other thing is you know see who uh, who are the fault leaders in your niche market who they are what what social platforms that they regularly um start stalking them folks in a very nice way start commenting you know start uh, do it in a very respectful um non-aggressive way um the more influencers p- influences that you help be helpful um you know, um, a lot of people. Um, you gotta be re- respectful of fault leaders' time, and they get approached by a lot of people. So, it, you're gonna have to be generous about what you're offering a fault leader. Um, uh, but work all this out. This is this is the way to market in two thousand and seventeen. What do you think about that, Mendel?
3: Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah no I uh, I agree and um, that kind of goes into distribution or, or sorry not distribution um, uh, marketing store right and um, yeah thought leaders are great Instagram uh, is is a big deal for products um, service service stuff uh, there's, uh, few people that um, have talked uh, a bit about service businesses. Uh, uh, Jennifer Bourne is one that comes to mind on uh, the services side of things. Um, she's pretty legit and has some good advice.
2: Uh, oh, she's a smart lady.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, just uh, I guess look look for those look for those thought leaders. If anything else, just get um, get a minute or two of their time in person and ask them a couple of questions that. Can be pivotal in helping you determine the the next step in your business but um, but keep in mind all of those there are tons of ways to get the word out for free Um, and uh, Facebook ads um, Twitter ads are usually not the first place to go for that so um, so just just consider that oh and remember uh, uh, SEO I'm huge fan of of uh, Yoast stuff and and uh, the work they're doing around product SEO and things like that so uh, that's, again, free advertising. You don't have to do anything except spend some time, which we know is worth money, but um, it's worth uh, less money than time plus money. So,
2: Yeah, I think I was listening to a podcast by Noam Kagan, um, and he was talking about, he gets approached by a lot of people say, oh, I'd like to have a chat, I'll buy you a coffee. And he's saying, I've got a coffee machine, guys. I don't need you buying me a coffee maybe if you bought me a decent lunch
3: ironically i asked him if i could buy him a coffee and we had coffee Um, (laughs) so so i don't know i don't (laughs) uh maybe he's gonna talk trash to me after uh you know if he hears that on this but yeah but you're not a
4: rando and you're not one of these people saying i want to pick your brain you know what i mean like if somebody you know the only people who picks your brains zombies (laughs) you're just
2: kidding. <laughs> um, and, another thing, um, I was listening to This Week in Startup with Jason and he was talking about product fit and he was saying, be aware that there, there, there's all segments of a product and he used burgers as an example, folks. He said, you know, there's people that just want a cheap burger, the people that want a medium burger, and there's people that want a connoisseur burger. Um, that would you know, quite happy, there's people out there that are really happy and willing to spend $20 on a burger if it's the best burger that they could ever sample. Um, so be aware that there's very different um, segments of a market and you don't have to... That's the beauty of um, selling on the internet, folks, is that you don't have to, um, or you shouldn't really, um, look at... a. a, a industry or, or a sector and try and market to all of that. What, what's your feelings about that, Sally?
3: Hey, can I, before, before yeah. you answer Sally, can I, I just want to uh, jump back really quick uh, one more step to the asking influencers for advice or asking experts for advice. Don't, don't be afraid to do it. Um, but uh, my my biggest piece of advice is have a, a, a thoughtful question. It's kind of the same as posting in, in forums, right? Have a thoughtful question and things that you've thought about or tried um, that, uh, even if it's just a thought experiment, um, and make sure and articulate those things to whoever you're asking, um, and then bring, um, bring that uh, information back, yeah, utilize it, and then um, follow up and say, hey, thanks. I uh, considered what you said, and I implemented it, or I considered what you said, and I thought it was crap. Um. Whatever it is, but th- make sure um, that the person you're talking to knows that uh, that you that you didn't just take their advice with a grain of salt. Um, and uh, and most people in the WordPress community are totally cool to talk. So anyway, sorry. Uh, go, uh-huh. commence.
0: Great. Um, and if they sell something, buy it from them before you contact them. Yeah, that probably helped. <laughs> I, I love that. That's
4: actually good advice. Yeah, yes, uh,
1: I, I think that uh, it it does demonstrate some respect. So I think um, Jonathan is is completely right about you know the value. i you of, say that again, Sally? I, I said I think you were completely right <laughs> about uh, the val- the value of. <clears throat> uh, you know, creating good content around your product. And if Jackie were here, uh, she would say so also because that was, you know, what really worked for her in, in her early days of doing e-commerce, you know, before yeah. WordPress was born, uh, where, you know, what she did was, you know, she was selling <coughs> garden kinds of things and wind chimes, I know, were involved because she recorded like audio of all these things. So, you know, to, to provide information about the product, about how to use the product, about... It, you know, and this is time consuming and the thing is a lot of your competitors are, are either not going to have the, you know, the skill, the knowledge, the time, the something to do it. So if you can be, you know, the definitive source of, of information about whatever it is you sell and, you know, how to, how to make the best use of it, uh, then that's going to be an advantage for you with people after you, they get to your site and, and an advantage for you in getting people to your website in the first place.
2: Yeah, but it takes time, doesn't it? This is the thing. It, it, well, it
1: does. Yeah, as content marketing is, is hard work, and that's why most people don't do it very well.
2: No. I think we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. We'll probably continue the discussion for 10, 15 minutes, which you'll find on the YouTube channel and on the show notes as well, folks. I think we've done a fantastic job. I really have enjoyed this roundtable show this week i think it's been fantastic i'm going to let the panel um, tell you how you can find out more about them and contact them we'll start off with sally how can people find out more about you
1: sally sure you can uh, find me at wpfangirl.com you can find the meetup at eastbaywp.com i am at sally getch on twitter and if you can spell my name you will find me anywhere i'm unique in google
2: that's great how can people find you adam you
0: can watch my videos right now for free. Just go to youtube.com slash WP Crafter or go to WP And I just put a new video up while we were uh, right before we started this about the easiest way to add online courses to your website. There's a really cool new plugin that just came out and anybody can do it to any website. So go check that out. Oh, that's an, I'm actually going
2: to be interested in that myself. Uh, uh, Mendel, um, how can people get hold of you?
3: <laughs> uh yeah so uh um i'm trying to establish my uh say read um book uh anyway um, you've, uh,
2: you've, you're extraordinarily fine th-
3: they uh <laughs> they can uh they can get a hold of me at you it, whew, at if you will it um at if you will it on twitter um facebook uh instagram wherever oh and on the web if you will it.com. Um, I will be at WordCamp uh, DC and an event apart in in DC uh, this coming week. So, uh, if you're there, say what up! And uh, of course, I do work on the GoDaddy Pro project, which uh, interestingly enough is partly powered by Managed WP. Uh, and uh, you can check that out at godaddy.com/pro.
2: It is a great program, actually. Um, and John, how can people get hold of you? Are you with us, John? Are you muted?
4: Yeah, a- definitely Mendel. Like, I am a GoDaddy Daddy Pro member, good program. It, it's, it makes things easier. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at my website, LockdownDesign.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Lockdown underscore. And for the man of the hour, Jonathan, how do we get a hold of you?
2: Oh, thanks, John. Um, It's quite easy, folks. You can get me on Twitter at Jonathan Dinwood. You can email me at jonathan at wp-tonic.com. I do answer any questions from listeners it's great to hear from you um if you can do us a favor folks it really 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 helps the show is if you can give us iTunes review we've had a couple of new ones um but a lot of our our ones are a little bit old But so it'd be great if we've got some new fresh ones iTunes just seems to love that and uh like I say um I think this has been a great show we'll see you next week for your dose of WP Tonic. See you.